and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest this week is Brad Hopkins. Now Brad is the bassist for the Canadian band Chalk Circle. Their biggest hit was April Fool. Uh, if you haven't heard of the band, you wouldn't be alone in the States. They couldn't get a record deal in the States, so they never had any traction here, which is unfortunate. I discovered them when I was going to college up in Buffalo. Like many of our Canadian guests, discover their music that way. Great band. You can check out all the work now. They still perform a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously, well, pre-COVID, that is. Uh, Brad fills me in on what he's up to now, how the band formed. And, of course, we talk hockey. Well, he's Canadian. I'm a big hockey fan, so we talk about that. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with Brad. Hey, Brad, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me tonight. Um, this year has been obviously very interesting, to say the least. Um, how has it affected like you and the band? Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, we were supposed to play some shows this year. Um, we were able to play like March 7th, just before everything shut down. So we did a big um, a breast cancer um, benefit uh, at a club in Toronto called Lee's Palace. And the funny thing was, is we had a great show. We raised a lot of money for um, an organization called Rethink Breast Cancer. And uh, we packed out the house and like a week later, everything shut down in Toronto. Like if that show would have been booked a week later, it wouldn't have happened. Right. And uh, I know for a lot of people, it was kind of their last night out. And, um, you know, for us, I mean, it was a great night. It, it worked out really well. Um, it's, it's kind of a personal thing as well. Like um, my wife was involved and uh, um, she's kind of dealing with that as well with, uh, with the breast cancer. And uh, wow. so it was a great night. But uh, then everything shut down. And uh, so, you know, we had a bunch of things lined up to play. And uh, unfortunately, we haven't been able to do any of it. So right. it's been just a weird time. And, uh, um, you know, it makes a living. Like, I mean, for us, you know, the band's just starting to get active again. And, right. um, you know, we've done several reunion gigs and, um, but for somebody that's a touring band that's playing all the time and dependent on that, um, you know, I really feel for them because uh, it's just a really strange time. Yeah. But more importantly, how's your wife doing? Um, she's okay. It's, um, you know, it's been an ongoing situation. So um, we just manage it day by day and she's, she's pretty tough, but uh, uh, it's pretty tough cancer that that she has but of every day and uh, actually it was it was her 50th birthday as well so we had a, it was kind of a big celebration for right. that and um so it, it was a it was a really nice night and um pretty emotional night as well so um we're fortunate that we were able to do that but um you know it's a it's just a uh you know a day-to-day -day situation that we just keep uh you know we just keep living with it and um she's you know she you know she just needs all the support and help she can get and um but she's you know she's 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 a fighter so she's plowing oh, through it, so. yeah I, I, I wish her the best so um i um yeah i have a lot of, a lot of canadian bands on my show and it's, it's pretty much the same story uh i went to school up in buffalo so i discovered pretty much all of the canadian bands after they broke up 
I went in like the, the mid nineties okay. uh, up to school. So that's how I right. just, yeah, discovered you guys. You know, I had like strange events on the spoons, um, you know, um, oh, right. a, a, you know a, a bunch of others. So um, discovered you guys the same way uh, through uh, obviously uh, April Fool.
song i think it bled through um either from niagara Falls right right or or, or, or toronto you know i i can't remember what, what city but that was like one of the benefits of uh going to school up in buffalo was like you know the wings yeah. here in the canadian music so um, for sure well yeah we're i mean obviously pretty close and uh i mean we only played buffalo i think once i know we opened up for for um crowded house Right. Uh, at Fredonia College, I believe it okay. was. Yeah. And um, but you know, I knew we had a following down there, and um, you know, I know when we played Niagara Falls, people would come across and that kind of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, it was a, it's a, unfortunately our band never got a record deal in the states, so we didn't get to spend a lot of time there. And um, you know, we had releases in Germany and one released in Japan, but we did get to Germany a couple of times and we did get to play uh, East Germany just before the wall came down and that right. kind of thing. So, so um, but the U.S. was definitely a, a market that we needed to crack for sure. Yeah, I mean, which is funny, you know, because, you know, we, we neighbor, we got, you know, our friends up north, but it seems like it's so, like, so far away. With, with, with some of the I know. music, it's a shame because I, I feel like you know April Fool would have been a top ten hit in the states just as well as it was in Canada. I mean, it, it was such a good song, and you know the fact that I had to wait ten yeah. years after it came out to hear it, thanks, is it, is criminal, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we uh, I mean we have a platinum record in Canada and right. lots of success, but uh, you know it was just a bad kind of record deal that we had and. Uh, <laughs> You know, we went down to New York a few times to showcase and um, we did a couple shows with Crowded House. We were starting to work with their management, but right. um, it was just we were so tied up with this this record deal in Canada that it was just hard to get out of. And uh, mm. the funny thing is, is just recently, like we've just got all the rights to all our music back. So now mm-hmm. we can kind of take it wherever we want. So, right. you know, it's just unfortunate that we didn't have that back back then when it you know really yeah. mattered. But um it's just one of those stories and there's lots of canadian stories like that um there was a documentary on in uh just just this weekend that aired in in uh ontario and uh about a band called teenage head and um you know kind of a punkier kind of band late 70s early 80s and and similar kind of stories but uh you know just kind of tough to break out of uh, the canadian market yeah, but uh, lots of stories to tell along the way. Right, because I also had like Lawrence Gowan on, and you know he's huge in Canada, and I you know loved his you know his single his solo work, and now he's you know fronting Sticks, and everyone right. knows he's the lead singer of Sticks, but but no one knows how great his solo. That's work. right. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. There's so many bands like that. Even a big band like the Tragically Hip. Exactly. You know, they, uh, yeah. You know, monster band in Canada, and you know, right. I know that in Buffalo they did quite well yeah, in the northern yeah. states, but right. uh, 
you go further south and you know they're playing hockey arenas in canada and yeah. some of the northern states but down south they're playing a club somewhere so it's yeah. uh um yeah it's just you know it's one of those things yeah i saw a bunch of the club shows which was fantastic because you're so intimate and then I, you know, I saw them up in buffalo too and you see him like in like with like yeah sport, you know a, a big arena but you know yeah yeah fortunate that you get to see him in such an intimate venue because i'm sure a lot of canadians can't for see sure couldn't say him that way yeah yeah so, yeah. So how did the For band sure. form? Yeah. How did, how did you guys form? Well, we, we started out as a trio and, um, you know, basically guys from high school, current town called Newcastle, Ontario. And, um, you know, we were very influenced by, um, there was a radio station in Toronto called CFNY. Right. And, um, uh, that's where we got a lot of the new music from. And, um, you know, it was a pretty exciting time because they were playing a lot of like British bands and, uh, you know, the punk bands, uh, you know, kind of the early records of that and uh, the new wave line started and U2 when they started and, you know, Echo and the Bunnymen, bands, bands like that. But, you know, they would play, you know, the Pistols, the Clash or Elvis Costello and kind of all that new music. And, um, you know, even the band Rush wrote a song called The Spirit of Radio. And it's right. basically about... Um, that uh, radio station and how they kind of broke new ground. And I know a lot of that trickled over to yeah. Buffalo and uh, you know, cause people could hear the station from there, but right. even growing up an hour East of Toronto at times, it could be hard to get the station, but uh, uh, it really influenced uh, us a lot. And, you know, us start a band and, yeah. you know, come into the city and go see shows like go, you know, a Masonic temple was a concert hall. Uh, that held maybe a thousand people and people right. like the Ramones played there and Iggy Pop played there and Echo and the Bunnymen and um, you know getting the chance to I saw the clash in high school okay. um, at, a, at a small theater and that that kind of thing kind of changes your life and uh, kind of you know like we were influenced I think by a lot more maybe rock I mean band like Rush you know were very influenced Right. influential in the early days and more of a hard rock but then when new wave and punk came along it, it just kind of you know opened our eyes and our minds and kind of gave gave us the um uh you know the impression hey anybody can do this and it really kind of opened doors and uh it, it was exciting time for music yeah so how we did very you... much influenced by that so right how did how would how did you settle on the bass then um well, it's funny. I think uh, good question. Um, you know, I just, I just, uh, just, I don't know. I just gravitated towards the bass and right. really like working with a good drummer. And uh, you know, our drummer Derek. You know, we just formed chemistry right away. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it's a nice. It's funny because I play, I play sports and uh, play hockey, and I think a, a good rhythm section is like a good defense in, in hockey, mm -hmm. and kind of locking in and um, right. And I, I enjoy that. I just think it matches my personality really well. And and Chris really was is a you know fabulous guitar player, and uh, um, you know was able to kind of take on the singing duties as well. When we started out, even pre Chalk Circle, right. we both were singing, and his voice really took off. And uh, and I just kind of said, just go for it. And right. you know, he has such a distinctive voice. Moved up to Toronto around the same time, and uh, then we met our keyboard player. And, you know, that really changed the sound and opened the sound. You know, we, we were thinking of adding another member, like a, like a second guitar or keyboards. Right. And 
our keyboard player came to a show one night and said he wanted to join our band. And so he did. Yeah. But, um, and it kind of opened up, you know, musically as well. And I think a song like April Fool really kind of shows that with the piano and, yeah. you know, Tad definitely brought a lot to the table with that song and uh, um, really expanded the sound and uh, gave us a much fuller sound and gave us more, um, uh, possibilities musically, extra um, um, support musically, and 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 add a real character to the band as well. Yeah, was were you guys like writing your own songs back then, or were you just playing covers when you first started out? Yeah, you know that's another. Like, I think discovering new music and kind of punk rock music, uh, we really started to write songs right. like right away, like right from. You know, okay. Chris is a couple of years younger than me and, and you know, I was like in grade 12 and Chris was in grade 10. And, you know, we would play our kind of punk, you know, Ramon songs. And even the band I mentioned, Teenage Head, we'd play some right. of their songs or, you know, The Clash or, you know, Sex Pistols and all those kind of things. But songs in um, Oshawa, Ontario, so just the east of Toronto again. And uh um, so we ended up doing our first records there and our first demos there as well. So, uh, uh, um, you know, it was just one of those things to get. Like, um, when we started rehearsing, like we were renting a friend's shed in their backyard and, uh, you know, in the wintertime as well. So um, uh, it was it was uh, kind of tricky, but uh you know, we were songs out together as a band and, um, you know, that's how we really developed as a band and even, you know, wrote our songs. Uh, most of the songs were really all four of us or all three of us at the time uh, collaborating and bringing in ideas and really developing them as a band and lots of jamming and that kind of thing. Was a song like April Fool, was that pretty easy to write? Um, that was, uh, that's, you know, a tad kind of did bring a piano part to that, if I can remember quite correctly. And, um, it's funny, like, like lyrically, um, our drummer, Derek wrote the lyrics to that song. Um, you know, normally Chris wrote most of the lyrics. Right. Um, my brother was involved with the band a little bit. Uh, he's never a member of the band, but he contributed some lyrics as well but uh the arrangement of that song and uh, you know it's funny when i look back at that song now like at the time i i didn't really see it as being kind of that hit single and uh you know you're so close to the music when you're writing it yeah and sometimes it's hard to be objective and uh it's you know it i i see it now but back then i you know i thought it was a good song and really enjoyed it but you know, it wasn't a personal favorite or anything, but, um, you know, the one thing is when we started to tour, um, you know, the first tour we did, we all kind of quit our day jobs at the same time right? and uh, went out West. And I remember going like to Winnipeg for the first time, which is, I mean, so it took us two days to drive right. there and, you know, playing a, playing a packed bar and, and just the difference of, of of a response to that song because it was getting airplay right it was um quite noticeable and quite different than what mm -hmm. we've experienced in the past before you know playing your original songs in a club um 
you know, people know the songs that come and see the band multiple yeah. times, but once you get that radio airplay and, and they hear the songs over and over, it's, um, it's such a difference. And you really notice it when you're performing them live. Right. Yeah. So, so, so they weren't really playing that too much, like in Toronto and in that area at first or not as much. As they no, were. they were actually, okay. they were, no, they definitely were, but, um, the first tour we did, I, I think our first date was like out west, and uh, um, and then we kind of played coming back. But um, but we really noticed differently, like especially going to a place that none of us actually had ever been before, like going out west to places like Winnipeg, Manitoba, mm -hmm. and Calgary and Edmonton. Like I don't think any of us actually had ever even been to those places. Uh, maybe right. our keyboard player did when he was. Uh, he came over from Poland. He sang in a choir, actually, and he did okay. do a, a tour. Right. I remember him telling us, but um, yeah, but we never been to any of those places, so it was really quite something to see people respond the way they did, and you know, really quite exciting. Yeah. So, so the uh, I guess when it first came out, the, the Great Lake was like an EP, right, and then it expanded to like and that's more right, talk, right, yeah. That's right. That's right. It, it, you know, we put our own money together to, uh, to record it and right. we recorded it at that studio in Oshawa. And, um, you know, it, we, we really did it all on our own with our producer, Chris Wardman, who, right. you know, is a good friend of the band. And, uh, you know, he played in a Toronto band called Blue Peter and, uh, you know, our, like, playing now we don't have our original keyboard player but um our keyboard player now is jason snyderman he was the keyboard player from blue peter but okay you know he always helped us with with kind of keyboard sounds and that kind of thing in the studio right. so he was always around the band at the time and uh um so it's nice it's nice to have him in the band now right i i know chris uh your, your producer he also produced a little bit of m griner too go ahead on, on the show Big fan of that's right as well. yeah that's right yeah absolutely and uh yeah she's done quite well and uh, i mean i mean i know she she toured with david bowie and yeah. i mean geez I, that's that's great yeah pretty amazing um to be part of his uh band uh, that's unbelievable yeah yeah for yeah. sure yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah but uh yeah no chris has done a lot of things he's produced a lot of different artists right. like uh, art bergman guy from out west uh Another Toronto band called Leslie Spit Trio, um, a band called Sons of Freedom, which is a really good kind of a heavy band from Vancouver. I know they had a couple records out in the '90s. Produced a band called The Watchmen too, which was another okay. pretty uh, pretty good Canadian band that are originally from Winnipeg. Right. But uh, no, he's he's done a lot. He produced actually. He did some stuff with the Hip, but um, okay. uh, before they had a record out. But um, you know, it's funny because I remember him playing those demos from the first record that um you know they ended up going a different way okay with a different producer but okay. uh, definitely heard those songs kind of before uh, before they were officially released oh that's awesome yeah <laughs> yeah so like great like yeah yeah did, did really well as, as an ep i think that was like the highest selling ep for your record label correct absolutely Absolutely. No, it, it did really well. And obviously, um, April Fool was yeah. you know, a huge part of that. And, um, 
you know, it got a lot of airplay. There was probably three or four songs that got airplay from that, that little EP and uh, uh, much better than we had ever anticipated. And uh, uh, it really springboarded the band and kind of got us on our feet. And, you know, and, you know, we were fortunate that we were able to make a living, you know, for, for a number of years there. But uh, once again, it's, it's Canada and it's a small market. And, right. um, you know, I think if we would have had that opportunity in the States, it would have um, really kind of, uh, you know, just kind of kept us, uh, kept us together really. Um, Cause I w- it was really the business uh, side of things that really kind of pulled this apart and uh, you kind of can't conjure music really. And uh, kind of, you, you don't feel like you have control of your own destination because of, you know, the business deal you had. So, um, you know, it was unfortunate it but um you know it's definitely something you learn from and uh you know for any band coming up you know try to hold on to your music as long as you can yeah absolutely because like i said before like you know april full you know me myself and i another great song that would have uh definitely charted in the states as well
Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame. But um, was yeah, was there um, a lot of pressure on you guys for the follow up with the mending wall to kind of duplicate the success? Absolutely, definitely. And you know, it took us a long time too to kind of even settle in on a producer, and um, you know, and that's that gap in between the records was um, it was a bit stressful too, and uh, but. The fun thing is, is we uh, we talked to a lot of different people to produce the record, and um, we actually talked to uh, we were talking with Steve Earle to do the record, oh, wow. and I often think, geez, how differently would that a record would have turned out? And um, you know, we we met with him, and he was all into doing it, but it, you know, it was the scheduling didn't quite work out. But uh, you know, that's such a different artist, and uh, I still wonder if, geez, I wonder what, what that record would have sounded like. And uh, obviously would have, who knows, but uh, um, it just didn't, you know, the record label, when we signed with them, they had a really great players. And unfortunately, you know, there was a lot of changes at the label and the people that were working the first couple records, you know, weren't there anymore. And um, so that focus was really gone and the records didn't get the same push. And, um, you know, it just didn't really get the chance that, um, you know, it really kind of deserved, but, uh, and, um, you know, and then just, you know, just frustration. And then Chris kind of, he went off and did his own thing and uh, trying to figure things out. And, you know, as people, you kind of have to um, figure out what you want to do with your life. And, um, you know, you know, playing music, it's, it's definitely a dream that I, I, you know, I played in another Canadian band called the Headstones for a little bit and, uh, um, you know, audition for a couple bands, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, when you've kind of had your dream band with your high school kind of jump into maybe has a similar feeling, that kind of thing, it's yeah. going to be a bit challenging. So, you know, life goes on and, yeah, you know, we're, um, I mean, we're ha- happy to be playing shows now and, uh, you know, we're all good friends and uh, that's mo- most important. Uh, you know, Chris is uh, still involved in music and, right. um, um, you know, but I probably see Chris more on a golf course than in a rehearsal right. hall, to be honest, these days. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And like, I, I know you, you released your solo album, uh, World, World's Biggest Fan, right? Early, like early 2000s. Yeah. 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 You know, that was something I was turning 40 years old and it was just a something that I wanted to do and uh kind of uh you know I worked at the Globe and Mail I was selling advertising and uh kind of dealing with the whole arts community and uh um kind of was a really good gig for a long time you know got to deal with a lot of different uh you know live nations and um you know some of the theater companies and that kind of thing and uh you know, it was, it was a really good gig, but, uh, there was a recording studio very close to the, um, to the office. So right. I'd literally work my day job and then go you know, take the suit off and then go, yeah. go record some rock. And roll. Yeah. So it was just a bunch of songs that had accumulated and, uh, yeah. that I just wanted to record and just do it. And I'm yeah. glad they did it. You know, it didn't, I can't sell, say it sell, sold any copies, but yeah. You know, I put it up on CD Baby and it's still available digitally. And uh, I had fun doing it, did some shows and that kind of thing. And it was fun. It was yeah. fun, you know. Yeah, I love the hockey song. It's, it's, I love that song. The 
Oh, great. Yeah. Fun. It's just passion. And, uh, you know, it was like an extra song that I ended up putting on the record. And, um, you know, I'm really glad I did. It's funny because all the downloads, I, you know, you see what's getting streamed yeah. and it's everybody's streaming the hockey song. Of course. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just one of those things. Kind of it was just a fun kind of uh, right. rambunctious kind of take yeah. on uh, <laughs> the game you know, playing hockey. Yeah. The game. I know, which which I miss because like, I know it's. it's we should be watching games now. It's, it's a little weird. I know we should be watching games. I should be watching my daughter play. Um, yeah. And I, I normally skate like once a week with right. regular guys and uh, haven't been able to do that since March. And yeah. I got to have to tell you, I miss it. And I know uh, it's, it's, it's things. Yeah. 
yeah for sure so yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't know yeah i don't know how bad things are where you're at with the numbers and everything but things are trending in the wrong direction yeah. here with the whole same COVID here. thing. So. yeah same here and it's, it's not good so uh hopefully uh, we'll, we'll turn the corner soon because we're, we're not anywhere close to it right now no for sure yeah but I, sure. I imagine are you in a are you in this like right in the city or are you like no um i I, I actually work in new york city but i, I live like in, in the suburbs of connecticut and i'm I've been, able to, I've been able to work from home since march which has been great rather than you know commute to okay. the city every day which i i would hate you know take the train and then the, also the subways so, so okay yeah so thankfully I'm, I'm home for a while and probably a couple months into next year as well so that's good okay good yeah, but I, I'd, I'd imagine that you're a Leafs fan. And I'm doing the same thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to be, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it's funny because I know like our drummer, Derek's a huge Philly fan. So uh, oh, okay. yeah. we, we have that. But uh, yeah, we're like, I'm big Leaf fan. And uh, but, you know, Derek's trident too with, with the Flyers. And right. uh, I'm a um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm an Islander fan. So you. you oh, OK. Yeah. You, you took our captain, but we took your general manager, and I think it worked out better for us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We we, yeah, he and he, and he got paid, I guess. But uh, which you know, it's funny. It's amazing how well the Islanders have done without him, and uh, yeah. it just shows like the work ethic as well. Like even some of the fourth line guys. Exactly. Like I miss some of the guys you guys have. Like I miss Komarov. That and Matt Martin is just yeah. such an instigator, and yeah. Uh, Matt Martin too like he wasn't getting any ice time in Toronto at all yeah. like they they wouldn't find space for him but he got played a lot there so that's good yeah. for him right he scored a bunch of goals in the playoffs too just, and it's, you know I, I don't know how yeah. you're gonna be able to keep he's it. a good leader he's yeah good guy yeah yeah well that's that's yeah I it's we have so many kind of big salary guys that it's I don't know it'll be tough to keep them all I think um and who knows this year? I mean, we've added some veteran presence, uh, kind of in a big way, but I, yeah. I don't know how you find ice time for everybody. Who knows? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe Thornton, right? Who else? Wayne Simmons, I think. Somebody else, I can't remember. That's right. Yeah. Wayne Simmons now. Yeah. Well, we have Jason Spezza. That's right. Was, Working back he's too. an older guy. And, yeah. um, so, so, so you know, normally I could see having maybe one guy like that on your roster, but we have three, we could put a whole line of older guys, I guess. On. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, but I appreciate yeah. your time tonight. I, I really so, do. <laughs> uh, no problem, no problem at all. Thanks, thanks for having me. And uh, um, yeah, I'm glad you uh, glad you discovered our band. And uh, you know, it's nice to hear that. And it's nice to hear from you know as far away as you are that you uh, that you yeah. enjoy it and um, you know keep keep spreading the word. And a special thanks to Brad for joining me today. Go check out the band's website chalkcircle.ca and check out their music. It's on Spotify. It's also on YouTube. It's really good. You'll definitely enjoy it. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first null one nine. Or like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the best episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you can find the podcast, it's there. A new episode comes in every week. 
Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you then.